Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. It was a interesting week, and some big things went down, including one very big uh, debut. But I'm going to give it to Michael here, and he will give you a recap of uh, the three games that happened this week. Yeah, like you said, it was uh, an interesting weekend for the Blackhawks. They kicked it all off with a exciting win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, it was a game that the the Hawks, I wouldn't say needed to win, but given their schedule in the two games after it, it was it it was a big win for them uh, to be able to get two points because they had two of the better teams in the league coming in after it. So they started off on the right foot. Uh, Drake Kajula scored. Uh, in the first period, um, it was a you know a fairly typical Drake Kajula type goal, um, and it was just you know it was just a real solid effort all around by the Blackhawks in this game. It was a it was a fairly complete uh, two way effort, and it's something we haven't seen a, a ton of, um, but it did end up being a back and forth game because Columbus did. Um, charge back and they did get a goal in the second to tie it up and then scored early in the third to actually take the lead but uh, Alex Dabrinkit uh, who had assisted on Kajula's goal and um, you know it was was probably his best game of the year I'd say Um, it hasn't been a great year overall for him but he showed up in this one and his power play goal about midway through the third period tied the score back up, and it allowed the Blackhawks to take the game into overtime where Jonathan Taves took care of business. Um, the Hawks have not had a ton of overtime success um, of late, but this one was a, a fairly good effort from them in that regard. Um Tate's took care of business, and it was a good game for Robin Leonard as well. Um, he was fighting the puck a little bit, but his positioning was sound, and so some of the rebounds that he gave up, it wasn't he was able to recover from. But so it was it was just a, a good solid effort. The power play showed up, the penalty kill um, did its job, and the the play was fairly even, I'd say, between the two teams. Um, for the most part, and so that was a, a a good solid win. And then, unfortunately, uh, a couple of nights later, they took on Washington, and it was I would actually say one of the Blackhawks' better games of the season, despite what the final score ended up being. The Hawks carried the play for the most part throughout the entire night, but they were still susceptible to a couple of defensive zone breakdowns, and Washington is a good enough team uh, to capitalize on that. And then on top of that, uh, Corey Crawford didn't have his greatest game. So it ended up being a 5-3 loss uh, to Washington, although I'd say if 
those two teams put forth that same effort, um, the Blackhawks would win the majority of those. Um, it was just they they dominated possession. They got more shots on goal. They won in the face-off circle, which was, you know, a, a big surprise and a big help to them. It was just one of those games where a couple of uh, turnovers, uh, a couple of blown coverages, and then kind of the opposite of the Blue Jackets game where the Blackhawks won the special teams battle. In this one, uh, Washington was one for one on the power play. Blackhawks were 0 for 5. They couldn't get their power play going, and that was really the difference in I'd say the biggest difference in the game was just that those special teams, you know, and even the the five to three score was a bit misleading as um, the Caps' final goal was a an empty netter, and just not even on top of the the power play goal that the Hawks allowed and their inability to score on the power play, they actually gave up a shorthanded goal in the game, and so it was just. The, the, that special teams was what really swung the game. Yep, and of course, don't bury the lead for that game. It was a right. Kirby Doc's first game. Yes, thank you. That was, uh, I, I did kind of bury the lead there, didn't I? Yeah, the the, uh, the Hawks and their fans were were um, able to enjoy uh, the debut of third overall pick Kirby Doc. Uh, I thought it was a very solid effort from him. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Colleton put him on a line with Patrick Kane and Dylan Strome, uh, which is a nice uh, combination to be gifted in your first NHL game. Uh, obviously, Patrick Kane, you know, uh, helps any player on his line, uh, at least in the offensive zone. And uh, Dylan Strome, uh, even though it hasn't been a great start of the year for him and he's not a great face-off guy, uh, he is a guy that can kind of assist Kirby Doc with some of the um, aspects of the position that he still struggles which struggles with, which is in the face-off circle. And so you, you could see them kind of um, trading off responsibilities with that. Each got to take the draws on their on their sh- uh, strong side and so that helped a little bit um but yeah uh i thought doc played a really solid two-way game uh there are s- still a few inconsistencies in there um you know he kind of strings together two or three good shifts where he's in the right position he's breaking up passes um the one thing that we see a lot right away is his size and his reach um he's made some nice plays along the boards to protect the puck and win some puck battles and he uses that long reach to break up some passes in the neutral zone and just create chances um that can go the other way um but then every once in a while you, you see the inexperience and he ends up on the wrong side of a guy in the defensive zone or um you know, he, he, he blows the coverage a little bit. But uh, overall, uh, a very successful debut for, for Doc. And then two nights later, uh, Tuesday night uh, against Vegas, a team that the Blackhawks have had absolutely no 
success against. Um, the Golden Knights have dominated the Blackhawks uh, throughout uh, Vegas's existence. Um, the, the, the Knights are actually entered the game six and zero against the Blackhawks all time. And I uh, honestly, I don't even recall any of those six games even being close. Um, it's really just been a one-sided domination by Vegas. But that was not the case in this game. The Blackhawks came out and had a pretty strong first period with Kirby Doc uh, cashing in on his first NHL goal. It wasn't pretty. Um, went in off the shin pads. But, you know, down the road, nobody's going to remember that. Um, it'll it'll look like any other goal, and you know it's nice to see him get um, you know rewarded, get get the the monkey off of his back right away. He doesn't have to worry about that first goal now, and he can hopefully just kind of settle in and relax. Uh, Colleton went went with the same uh, four lines for this game. Uh, the Blackhawks had a. A bunch of early chances to kind of uh, pull away um, beyond Doc's goal. Unfortunately, Marc-Andre Fleury was phenomenal in the game. He made uh, several very impressive stops, including one on Patrick Kane that, you know, would have set the Blackhawks up much nicer. And as the game kind of went on, Vegas kind of took more and more control and you just kind of got a bad feeling that eventually the Hawks' inability to extend that one nothing lead was going to come back and haunt them, and unfortunately it did. Uh, Robin Leonard uh, played really well, stood on, uh, really stood out for the first uh, uh, 58 minutes of the game, but unfortunately let in a bit of a soft goal, um, with about a minute and a half left, uh, Nick Holden scored. Uh, it's probably one Leonard wants to have back, um, but uh, you know, it it, did, it was only the tying goal, so the Blackhawks still had a chance. Um, overtime uh, came and went. Nobody nobody scored, and then it went to the shootout, and unfortunately. That went to went Vegas's way as well, so the Blackhawks did end up getting a point out of it. But um, you know, after starting off so strong, and you know, they really had a, a chance to to steal a couple of points in that game, and you know, they they didn't end up with it. So overall, in the three games, they ended up with three points, which isn't um, you know a, a terrible outcome given the. The, the strength of Vegas and Washington. Uh, I think on the, the show last week, I kind of talked to, like, if they came away with four out of six, I would have been extremely happy. So I'm content with three out of six. Uh, so the Hawks are still kind of treading water a little bit in the standings this year, pretty much a 500 club, but they're not burying themselves, and they're, you know, they're still in contention. And, you know, it's just one of those hopes where... You know, hopefully they can get a bit of a boost, maybe get the special teams sorted out a little bit better. It's still been very inconsistent with both the power play and the penalty kill, but you're seeing good sign with both of them. So. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to add, too, is just, honestly, I think that might have been, at least on def- definitely on defense, 
the best played game of the year for the Blackhawks, the game against Vegas, I would think. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. Um, they they were a little bit more dominant in terms of puck possession against um, Washington. Uh, they they definitely carried more of the play, but we saw a little bit. It, you know, it was a little bit more of the run and gun. Um, and I had mentioned they they did end up with a couple of breakdowns uh, in that Capitals game. Although I thought they played fairly strong overall throughout. There was just, you know, those couple of incidents. But we didn't really see that in the Vegas game. Blackhawks played a very controlled, disciplined defensive game for the most part. They they were in the shooting lanes. They got their sticks in the passing lanes. They didn't give Vegas anything easy in the middle of the ice. Um, you know, there was a couple of incidents where, you know, guys you know, fell down a little bit or, you know, Seabrook still struggles on his side of things where, you know, he ended up allowing, um, you know, a couple of solid chances for Vegas, but it wasn't out of a blown coverage. It was just out of his inability to skate sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I was going to so, say that yeah. too, yeah. As you say too, on the, um, on the goal that the Vegas scored, I mean... It was. I think Leonard probably should have stopped it, but it was like a cross seam pass that he had to go all the way across mm-hmm. the net to stop. So it wasn't like it was. Yeah, been, no. I he, mean, he could have made it, but it wasn't like it was in uh, like a goal that he definitely should have stopped either. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, any any cross ice attempt like that, you know, leaves the goaltender a little bit open. Um, but it was just one of those where it it kind of felt like Leonard was having a good enough game where when that shot was taken, I, I thought he was going to make the save, and he didn't end up pulling it off. But still a great game overall for him. Yeah, yeah it was one of those ones where it looked like at first you thought, for a second, maybe he stopped it, but then no, it was in the net. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, if, they pl- if the Blackhawks continue to play the way that um, they did against Washington and Vegas, you know, they, even though they only came away with one out of four points in those – two games uh if they continue with those type of efforts uh this probably ends up being a black uh, being a blackhawks game this this probably ends up being a playoff team yeah um and it's one know, of especially since oh i'm sorry yeah I was, gonna, I was gonna say too um and there's there's i know i saw a couple things today on twitter that the blackhawks might be leaning towards keeping uh doc up for the whole year and i yeah. really think he will make them a better team i agree he is um, definitely a guy where you are going to have to live with some inconsistencies. Um, you know, I I mentioned it a little bit about the Washington game, but even in the Vegas game, he had a couple of good shifts early, got the goal, and then the very next shift he made two bad plays, um, allowed a... a you know, a good chance for Vegas um, due to his uh, inability to um, uh, cover and and uh, uh, stay on the proper side of his man. Uh, but hey, um, you know he is a guy that's going to create some turnovers. He is somebody that can win some board battles, which are two things that um, you know the Blackhawks forward group struggles with, and. The, you know, the other part of it is, 
he allows Strom to kind of move over and play wing, and I think that's probably a better spot for him given his uh, own struggles in the defensive zone. It kind of takes some of the responsibilities away from him and allows him to play a bit more of an offensive game. And, yeah, I mean, this is it, – it, it's a solid the, – the, the roster that they've put out the last two days – is 12 solid NHL caliber forwards. And yeah, there's still some youth. You're going to get mistakes by Doc. You're going to get mistakes from Nylander. But both of those guys are showing the skill that they have as well. And in the long run, I think it it should pay off for them. So, of yeah. course, yeah. But now, of course, um, there that was all the good news, but there was right. some bad news uh, for yes. the Blackhawks defense. And... Um, Connor Murphy left the game against Vegas, and we weren't sure what it was at first, but they were saying lower body, but then we found out it's a groin injury, and he's going to be on long-term IR, which means he's going to miss at least 11 games, I think is what I read. 10, but yeah. 10, okay. Yeah. So that's going to be a a blow, because we're going to have Gilbert or Cuckoo are going to take over, because it doesn't sound like they're going to bring up Boquist. So, no, Boquist was actually hurt himself. He took a puck to the face a couple of a few days ago, and he's missed he he missed the games over the weekend. So, um, oh, okay. At this point, I don't I don't think they're going to roll with Boquist, um, especially given the time he's missed. But yeah, I I mean that's obviously a blow for the Blackhawks. Murphy's been paired with Keith on the top pairing uh, the last few games, and it seemed to have kind of toned down both the games of Keith and Murphy. Um, they were starting to find a little bit of chemistry. And after Murphy went out in that Vegas game is when um, the ice started slanting a little bit more for Vegas. Um, you started seeing Seabrook get a little bit more ice time. Uh, the D pairings got shuffled a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I think that caused some of the the issues that we saw late there. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's an unfortunate blow for the Hawks at a position where they don't have great depth. Um, I think they would have been able to withstand a, a, an injury to one of their left-handed defensemen a little bit better. Uh, but, unfortunately, what this means is you're going to see a lot more ice time for Seabrook and Gustafson who, you know, are the two weakest of mm-hmm. the Hawks group in the defensive zone. And that's that's so that's that's going to be a tough tough break for the Hawks to overcome. And this is the one area where that Seabrook or excuse me that um Nylander Yoki Haru trade um could uh you know, is going to affect them a little bit because the Blackhawks Due to that trade, do not have a, a you know a right-handed defenseman down in Rockford with any experience that they can call up. The only right-handed defenseman they have down there um, on an NHL contract is Boquist, and he's obviously more of an offensive guy and also you know the least experienced of their defensemen. So this is going to be you know a bit of a tough. Tough sledding here for the next uh, 10 games or so. And, you know, it unfortunately comes at a time when they're about to head out on the road for um, the first time here. And 
I guess that's actually kind of a nice transition over to you for perhaps the preview of the upcoming games this week. Yeah, I think that would be that's pretty good. So, yep, I will start that. And then the Blackhawks play four games before our next uh, episode, so they're going to be busy. I guess you know that European trip, they got to catch up. Um, the first game is tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday, so when you will listen to it today, they play the Flyers in Chicago at 7.30 Central Time, and obviously the Blackhawks already played the Flyers this year and got outplayed by the Flyers, I have to say, but the Flyers haven't, have been about as about what we expected them to be, not very good, but, um, you know, they've already beaten the Blackhawks, so... Yeah, I think it's a tough matchup for the Hawks. The one thing that the Flyers do well that the Hawks don't is face-offs. Mm-hmm. Flyers are really good in that regard, and they kick the Blackhawks' butt in the um, in the first game of the season. I think they won like seventy percent of the draws that game, and that really helped them control the play. Um, so yeah, the Blackhawks are going to win. They need a much better effort in that regard uh, tomorrow. Yep. And then the Blackhawks finally go on the road. And it is an interesting mini road trip because they go right back home after it. But they go to Carolina to play the Hurricanes at noon Central Time on Saturday. So it's an early start, and the Hurricanes are really good again. They traded away a lot of their defensemen, but, hey, they're still a good team. So They had defensemen to spare. Yes. Um, and then, of course, they play the next day back in Chicago. So a quick turnaround from their uh, trip to Carolina. They host the L.A. Kings at, of course, being Sunday, 6 p.m. Central Time. And the Kings, you know, aren't bad. supposed to be good, and I don't think they are good. I haven't watched a lot of their games, but I think they're bad. So that's when you're hoping you're, they're going to, the Blackhawks are going to, if they play as well as they did against... Washington and Vegas against the Kings, they should win that game. But we'll find out. And, of course, finally, the Blackhawks go back on the road Tuesday. And this will be the start of a four-game trip, but the other three games will be on the West Coast, but that will be for our next episode we'll talk about. But uh, they begin their road trip with a game in Nashville against the Predators at 7 p.m. Central Time. And Nashville has not gotten off to a very good start, but I, I'm not sure. I haven't checked lately, but I don't think they've gotten off to a very good start, but they're still a dangerous team. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 not off to the same type of, uh, you know, season that they had, you know, that, that they've had the last couple of years, but uh, they're, they are a good team. They are above 500 right now, and that's definitely a, a, a tough matchup for the Hawks and you know it's kind of interesting I, I hadn't really realized it until um, we were kind of going over the schedule here but that Nashville game is going to be big and it's it's only the going to be the second division game that they've played all season uh, they took on Winnipeg earlier uh, in the year their, their, that was in their third game uh, lost in overtime against them, but since uh, other than that that Jets game, you know they're going to have played Philadelphia twice. They're, you know, Washington, Philly. Or, I mean Washington, Vegas, Kings, Edmonton. You know they they've kind of been mixing between the East 
the Eastern Conference and then the Pacific Division in the Western Conference. Just yeah, and so. after like I just mentioned too, and after these four games, they play the California teams right on the yeah, road. They, so yep, and then they they you know, and, and then I'm kind of looking at it. Then it's Vancouver, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Vegas. Boy, they are going to have a ton of division games stacked later in the year. I, yeah, they wow. haven't even played the Blues, the Wild, nobody. Yeah, that's crazy. I did not. I, I it never even dawned on me as this, when the schedule came out or anything. But looking at this, wow, it seems like there's probably going to end up being months where they play eighty percent of games in the division just to make up for all this time not playing the division. Yeah, it's almost like they're doing the, the um, baseball schedule where they you play all your division rivals to end the year. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know if that was a league-wide change that's come out where they're trying to do that or something, but that just seems so strange to not play any division games really the first month of the season. Yeah, it does. Well... And it, well, these are this is an interesting set of games because you've got uh, two games against teams that you would say, you know, Predators and Hurricanes you'd say are above average teams, and then you have two with the Flyers and Kings who are not very good teams. So yeah, I don't, a bit of whiplash so, kind of at this grouping. You know, you go from home to road to home to road. You got the 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 back to back home road. And, you know, you go to Carolina and face a really good team, come back home less than 20, you know, well, a little over 24 hours later and play a terrible Kings team. So, yeah, just really weird setup here. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. And, of course, without Murphy, the defense might suffer. So, but, you know, you're (laughs) hoping for if they keep up the effort they've been playing with lately, you you feel good. But we'll see if that happens. Yep. All right, well, that's all for this episode, and um, hopefully we're going to talk about Kirby Doc for the rest of the season. That would be nice. Yep. I mean, I guess if he goes to the minors, we'll still talk about him. But Yeah, but, you know, obviously more fun to talk about him if he's up with the Hawks. Yes. So, of course, as always, I'm STH85 on Twitter, Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. Yep, and, of course, you can tweet at us if you got anything you want that want us to talk about on the podcast and on the apple um podcast store you can find find uh, emergency goalies just search emergency goalies and you'll find it and and uh until next week's episode uh go hawks <laughs>